Join us on MMA FanCast. Today we are going to be talking about Conor McGregor, Dana White stripping him. We're going to talk about Cyborg continuing to taunt Rousey. We're going to talk about the MMAAA. Is it a union? What are they doing? Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg. We're going to talk about Demetrius Johnson. Join us right now. That is exactly right. It is time, as our good friend Bruce Buffer would say. It is time for MMA FanCast, brought to you by Octagon247.com, the home of MMA FanCast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Ryan Middleton. Joining, joining me at this time is an elderly an elderly, elderly man. He's Thank frail. You. Thank you very much. Thank He's you. very frail. You'll have to be careful if you ever meet him or you're ever around him. Don't be too rough with him. He could have body parts just fall off at any given time. He is the man, the legend, Jim Sahara Mooney. What's up? What's up? What's up? So I like that, like that, that. Uh huh. You know that old man voice, right? I just, yeah, I want to make you feel young. Well, the funny thing is, like, it fits your look more than your normal voice. Well, if it fits good looks, then I'm okay with that. Wow, I don't know about good, but it certainly fits fits your looks. Guys, we are here today. We're gonna try to put some more podcasts out during the week, isn't that right, Jim? We are, and because there's there's so much happening. Throughout the week, for us to cover it like we want to, you know, when we do our weekly podcast, it just isn't enough. We try to fit all that information in into that hour or so. We try to keep it right at an hour, but we're always chomping at the bit and afterwards. We, we love to to be a part of your lives, and we get your emails. Keep keep sending those emails to info at octagon247.com with your feedback. We appreciate that. Um, and we, we had a great time covering, uh, regional MMA as well. And, and we're covering UFC and who knows, we may even cover Bellator at some point, but, um, you know, they gotta be out here on the East coast. I think they have a show coming up, um, somewhat close. We may, um, make the journey. We'll, we'll see about, um, about that, how that. So what do you want to start with? Because you mentioned Bellator. And, you know, before we started this this podcast um, today, I was going to mention to you that there's actually a lot of Bellator news that is affecting the UFC. Well, why don't you share that with us, Mr. Sahara? Okay, so um, UFC uh, 208 was supposed to happen um, in January. I think January 17th, January 19th, something like that. The same day that Bellator was supposed to hold an event, it, both in Los Angeles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, yeah, somewhere in well, somewhere right, in California. Right. I don't know if it was Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, wherever it was was supposed to be the first time for the UFC in that area. Um, but I just I heard recently that UFC 208 is now canceled, uh, or at least that venue, and that is that area. 
is rescheduled for August <clears throat> later on, August 2017. They will hold an event, but Bellator is going to continue with theirs. So there wasn't going to be that UFC versus Bellator matchup, you know, going head to head with pay per views to see, you know, who. Well, who the Bellator king is. isn't on pay per view. Well, right, but as far as viewership, you know, I was going to say pay per view versus. Um, what, what are they? But, so they're on. I think that was Bellator's on Spike. Yeah, Spike, Spike. That's it. Um, I think that UFC. I I think it was coincidence. I don't think the UFC pulled out because, oh, we don't want to go head to head. They had trouble booking a main event. Right. Right. And 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 they needed a main event. It kind of surprises me that they didn't make it a fight night car, which they've done once or twice in the past. Um, I would have rather seen a fight night card than than a canceled event. But hey, listen, I am, I'm all for postponing a, an event at a, at a at a venue, um, for the right reasons. They have put on shows that were weaker at the top of the card that they've been heavily criticized for, and when you aren't able to book that, kind of like two hundred six. 206 is, is like an even-keeled card. You know, it, it starts out slowly, and it never really gets that momentum at the top. It just In the middle, out. it hits it with yeah. Drew, Drew, Drew Dober. Drew Dober, our, our boy Drew Dober. Drew Dober. We love you at MMAFanCastOctagon247.com. So don't ever let anyone call you Ricky Lundell. Lundell. <laughs> Even if his name is... Terry Dactyl. Hey, guys, don't make fun of me! Terry, that's enough. Anyway, so we've gotten feedback. It's amazing the feedback we've gotten over the new Terry Dactyl and how much more he is liked. It's flooding in. How much more he's appreciated than the old guy who just acted like he knew more than he did. He's just changed his tone. There's so much more content... In, in what he says, and you can really get a get a good feel, a good grasp for his knowledge of MMA and the UFC. Yeah, he actually, I mean, just by his tone, you can tell he's a much more intelligent pterodactyl these days. He would say the same thing. Yeah, I, I think, I agree wholeheartedly! There you go, see? Uh, see, it's, it's official. Um, so, yeah, I think... I believe that that is just a coincidence. Um, I, I, I prefer seeing them cancel the card over putting on a very weak, um, non-worthy uh, of a main event. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, I still like pulling it and making it a fight night because there were fighters, um, you know, mid and lower tier card fighters that were that were anticipating fighting on that card that are now going to be pushed back um, or fit into another card somewhere. I kind of like them having their known payday and, and that kind of thing and making it into a fight night card. But it is what it is. I think they not having it be a pay-per-view was the right thing to do. They decided to cancel it. That's their decision. Uh, I'm yeah. for it over the alternate of leaving it a pay-per-view without a, without a Main yeah, so the original 209, which was Brooklyn, is now the new 208, UFC 208 in Brooklyn. 
in Brooklyn. So I'm sure uh, everybody in New York is excited for that. So hey, just... I'm not in New York, <laughs> and I'm excited for it. Well, you're supposed to be in Hotlanta, Terry. I think what you should probably do is, yeah, yeah. There's some sniffles, sniffles because you didn't go. So maybe you should not talk so much. Get over that, and you might be able to participate a little more in this podcast. Maybe I will then. <laughs> okay, Terry, you need to settle down. Uh, um. We have a, a Jim. You're this is your show tonight. This is your host. I'm done. So let's just then. Um, can we can we start? Can we start from the top and you you do the intro and you do the introduction. Introduce me. I want you to introduce me. There there are no words to introduce. I have to introduce myself all the time. I would love. To flex and and be ugly and bald and still legendary at the same There's time. There's lots there that you can still do without being introduced. The flexing so, is going to happen. Can you, can you do that? Do the opening. Come on. You can do it. Let's go. I, I refuse. I don't have the words to describe somebody like you. You. I want you to do an intro. You are fully capable of doing an intro. Let's Let's go for it. Let's just get to the Bellator news. Come on! So we found a Mooney, uh, something that Sahara will not do. It's not. That it's for the audience. This is for our listeners, and and they love the show. Regardless, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Terry. to Terry. No, Terry, not Terry, you. Terry, stay out of it. Go ahead. So you know what we can do is Terry can do the the intro on the next show. If you do it today, Terry does it on the next one. Um. Come on, you can do it. It's not that I can't. Well, it's not even the intro. We're ten <clears throat> minutes into the show. Um, it's not the intro anymore. It's just like recording an intro. You're just just practice once. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to. Okay, that's enough. Us. That was absolutely horrible. No one <laughs> wants to listen to that crap. No, I'm just I'm just the, kidding. The board looks good though. Just kidding. Do it again. Do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what you say. That was for Terry Dactyl. Thank you. And there we have it. We will never put you through that again, listeners. I am sorry for that little rant. Um, next piece of news. Let's make it. Well, let's just segue from the Bellator kind of talk. Are you about trying the to take over week. again? Or no, what? no. But I think this is a good segue into. The MMAAA news. Wait, can you spell that again? I I had to I had to slow down and think about that. <laughs> M. See, you just you got tongue tongue tied over that one. Okay, here's what I'm just gonna say about this right off the bat. If Bjorn Rebney, Bjorn. No, his name is Bjorn. Bjorn. Okay, <laughs> if Bjorn. Rebney is involved in it and it's supposed to be pro fighter then you call me crazy you 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 hear about fighters that just had such a disdain and and the, the Bellator contracts when he was there were so anti fighter that you can't trust a word this guy says he said in the press conference that went on for 
I don't know. I think it still might be going on. It was. It only started a couple of days ago. He said in the press conference that in Bellator's best year, we were paying out fighters 53% of our revenue. And that is beyond... Unless he means like at the very beginning, like maybe before the they were making money. Stands? It was such a ridiculous statement that you have to take everything else he said and just throw it out the window. Yeah, I, I didn't know much about him, and I... His name is Bajorn. Bajorn. Uh, you can call him BJ. Redneck. Bajorn Redneck. Something like that. So, but you know, my knowledge of him, the bulk of it is just from what's occurred in the past two weeks. I don't really care to talk about him because I, as much as he is um, behind this and he's probably spearheaded this MMAAA deal that's about to happen double m triple a what where where does where does it take any fighter that wants to participate in that it's just an association it's it's kind of like a club where i where you know fighters get together and they say when we go and do a fight and we participate in an event this is what we want but you know if it's not a union, how can they make demands for uh, for fighter pay? Because well, Reebok's I, I already have an answer. That. I have an answer for that. How they can how they can do that is they can't. Right. And so this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me either. I years ago, um, a previous employer, I was involved in a union. It wasn't by choice. It was a union shop. So I had, if, if I wanted to work there, I had to participate in a union. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into specifics, but there were some benefits. But I, I just don't see unions nowadays as something that can benefit the, uh, the employee. In this case, you know, the UFC fighters. They, we've talked about this before, Ryan, and we don't really get into We don't like to talk about the money side of the business because we're fans and we want to see the show, and that's that's what we're – that's why we're here because we like what the UFC puts out there. We could care less about how much they pay these guys. I mean, we want them to get sure, paid. Sure, right. we're not But we're not getting into debates about that. That's not what we're here for. But I just – I don't see this MM – Triple A as a positive. It is definitely going to change the industry, and I see this as being a negative for the UFC. Dana has commented that he's willing to work with the fighters, but he said that before. You know, when uh, when there was the issue with Connor and and he bowed out of two hundred for something, you know, for some contractual squabble. Um, Connor's, you know, back in the UFC, Dane is going to work with the people that bring, you know, the the fans into the arena and are purchasing the pay-per-views and the merchandise. He's going to talk to whoever is willing to negotiate with him that puts more money in his pocket and in the UFC's pocket. Well, so what I the one thing that I heard about <clears throat> this that I was most perturbed am I saying that right about 
is Rebney was asked during the press conference, is this um, something that you've had conversations with UFC about? And he stated that he hadn't. He had no previous conversations with the UFC about. And then he was asked a follow-up question, um, or at least it seemed like it was a follow-up question from what I read, He's, where he said he had no intention of working with the UFC or contacting them or working with them about it. Now, to me, that would be a first step. Hey, we have this. This is going to happen. Are you willing to sit and talk with us? Okay, the the answer, who knows? Assume assume that it's no, but you do that anyway. To just, are you really in the best interest of the fighters if you don't do that in the first place? That's insane to me. Right. To have a working relationship right from the start, or at least present that as a possibility, to not do that tells me that they have the wrong leader, the wrong face, the wrong... Um, I don't know what the term was. Well, that they're gonna take. He was called. What did they call Rebney? <clears throat> he was like their ambassador or the something of it, and that did not sit real well with me. I don't like it. This, you know, I heard that. Uh, I know that what you're talking about in that specific part of the press conference, and I got the impression like there was it was there wasn't going to be any working with the UFC. It was going to be more along the lines of, here is what we're presenting to you, and would you like to accept it, and then let the UFC make a counter, so then they begin negotiating, but never... But UFC has no obligation to right, exactly. negotiate with them. That, perfect way to put it. There's no obligation by the UFC. GSP, he's not part of the UFC. They don't even... They... Uh, uh, obviously don't see what he thinks is his market value, they don't agree with that. I mean, when it's all said and done, that's all there is to it. Like, sure, he can get money elsewhere, but he's still under contract with the UFC. You signed a contract. You can't... He seems to think he's out of it. I, he, I'm going to tell you that he's not fighting in another organization anytime soon. No. And with with the way that Rebney had left Bellator, I don't see any chance of him going backwards and working with that organization again. So he's got to somehow make concessions, if you want to call it that, if he actually progresses with talks with the UFC, with Dan, whoever is going to be on that side, and giving them an ear to beat for whatever this MMAAA has to say. Is that what people are calling it? That's what I'm calling it because otherwise it hurts to say MMAAA. So I love some MMAAA. <laughs> so I I can see it being a positive, um, but to me it's already a negative because we're talking about it too much. Well, and it's it it's something that can be distracting, which is what I was I I didn't finish that point before about the unions. Union talk can be distracting from what is actually going on and what you know sh- should be taking place. You have uh, contract issues in the NFL, in the NHL, 
Um, you've had shutdowns. Um, baseball, Major League Baseball has con- has had contract issues. NBA, all the major uh, sports leagues have had contract issues doing the uh, the collective and, and bargaining. work stoppages. Yeah. So, you know, is can the UFC get involved in something like this and then afford to have a work stoppage? What would that look like? It just it doesn't make sense to me. For the fighters, I, I get their point in saying that they want some sort of leverage to to be paid for what they feel they deserve to be paid. But I just think right now is I, is bad timing. Right after, I think it's the wrong people. I think <clears throat> having Rebney in there, Bjorn, is Bjorn. Bjorn, sorry. Is not good. I I just don't. I don't think there's enough people that have trust in him. Why are you laughing? Bajorn, Bajorn. It's Bajorn, Bajorn, Bajorn. We're just going with Bajorn, Bajorn. Um. <laughs> he even laughs like an old man. So I'm done talking about it. I yeah, let's just move on. Because the whole point of this is that it was going to be distracting. And it's that's not that's not what the UFC wants, and and ideally that's not what they want. But it's it's a negative. Did you hear about Conor McGregor? He applied and received a boxing license. I believe in California, right? Couple states. I thought it was just California. There, there were multiple states that he applied, but California is the big one. Well, so the, he's not applying in Las Vegas in Nevada, is he? I believe that he did. Really? I'm pretty sure that he applied. I thought what I I thought that he had just applied to California and that that they believed that he was going to apply. Okay, so to maybe that is states. because I did hear Nevada uh, mentioned and I I didn't I didn't catch yeah. if it was a follow through. Well, so my sources tell me that it was California only. I was talking to some of my sources earlier. That was this morning. Yeah, yeah, this morning. Uh, so, I saw your sources. So, um, what is what does Mayweather camp have to say about that? Mayweather says it's not going to happen. There's been talk about, um, is it like a uh, a one billion dollar fight? Like that was what? It's crazy, crazy talk. So let's just go back to California first. To, um, to answer your question quickly, um, Floyd Mayweather's camp, Mayweather Promotions, says it's not going to happen. Um, going back to California, California State Athletic Commission and whoever is in charge of sanctioning or licensing the, the fighters for a bout says that he would not First, he starts off by saying he'd never license a fight of Mayweather versus McGregor because it wouldn't be fair to McGregor. McGregor doesn't have any experience in the boxing ring. And, and he says, but... Does he not have experience boxing? In- so he said it's he is a tough individual to actually match somebody up against him because you can't... You have to, He said he'd have to put him on a card first... To see where he's at, but he can't just put him in there against 
but, you know, somebody who's up and coming because McGregor already has skills. He's shown it in the McGregor octagon. McGregor has boxing, boxing experience right. in, in, in the UK. Yeah, so this guy's argument was was kind of twofold, but talking out of both sides of his mouth. Because on one hand, he said... It might be amateur-only boxing experience. Who's that? McGregor? McGregor. No, but he was just talking in general because McGregor is a UFC, he's an MMA fighter. So what he said is he couldn't just have McGregor go in as his first fight ever in the ring, in the boxing ring, to face Mayweather because he looks at Mayweather and he sees him at the top of the tier, Well, at the I, top of the ladder. That's the thing. They will find a boxing commission somewhere. If 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 they can get that fight put together, they're finding a place to do it. There's not a state that are going to turn down a $400, $500 million fight. So here we are talking about money, which we normally don't. But let's just stay here for a few seconds and pretend like this Mayweather and McGregor fight was going to happen. What do you think would be the purse? I have no idea. I mean, you know, on on par with you know him earning a hundred million dollars in his um, last fight or you know recent fights where he could take take home that kind of paycheck. You see, I think a lot of it has to do with how much your ESPNs, your They'd be all over that. How much they would be all over that compared to how they were all over Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. Now, that was on every major media. Your, I mean, your ESPNs were top story. Like, you don't get that. I mean, not just top story, but it was covered so intently. The, it was a media darling. And that wasn't just with... Sports, you know, that was with ABC News, and, you know, they were all covering it. The coverage was unprecedented. But they were trying to put that fight together for years. It wasn't Correct. So, so that's all where I think a lot of the interesting, like, it was accumulation right. of years. It would build, and it's going to happen, and then correct. And, and talks so, died. Who knows? And just kept Maybe that's what they're doing right now. Maybe they know, even if they fight, it'll be years and they're trying to build the same thing. I don't know. So my opinion is the fight will never happen for a couple reasons. And I put this all on Mayweather. Mayweather is he's 40 years old. He wants he's, to get he wants to get his 50th win. Okay. But as as a milestone, you know. Sure. The, the, Makes it's sense. Very pretty. Right. To have five it, it's zero. a it's a good number. Um his his well, that's record because that's Half your age. Um, Bam! I don't think that's you don't think true. You don't considering think. I'm not even fifty yet. Your math, you got that George Bush math, that fuzzy math. You don't even know what math is. I. Okay, so but anyways, <laughs> your conversation makes no sense right now. So Mayweather, I don't think the fight will happen because of him, because. He has um, a bigger tarnish um, to inflict on his legacy if he loses that fight. And what would people say about Mayweather fighting a guy who comes out of the UFC, fights in his first 
professional boxing match. Granted, McGregor has been doing this for years in the octagon, but technically you know they, would, they would consider him as you know being in, in his first professional boxing match. I didn't and then, even train for this fight. I should have trained for it. But guess what? I got money. I'm money Mayweather. That's what he says. Uh-huh. He doesn't build an excuse. I retired. I didn't train. We talked about this guy before. He's boring. He is boring. boring. He's very boring. And I don't even know why people would pay to watch him. He he's dominant, but he'll put he puts, puts Dana White said it. He puts his opponents to sleep. Yeah, because they're bored. He is very boring. He's like Pernell Whitaker on like times ten. Right. Pernell Whitaker was a great defensive. Although I I liked him. I did. I liked watching his sweet pea. Yeah, I mean. That's back when boxing was good, though. Boxing now is... I know there's boxing fans out there. Both of you, listen here. <laughs> They're still around. <laughs> There's, I, it's scattered, smothered, chunk, dice topped. Scattered, just, smothered, and covered. You never hear someone that's like a fan of boxing. Have you, I mean, do you know anyone in your whole life that's a fan of boxing? No, like I was still. I was never a fan of boxing. Oh, see, I, I was. was. A, I was a. I, I watched boxing a lot, but I was a fan of the different fighters, not necessarily the sport itself. Well, so I, was, I, I like I was to a, see matchups. I was a fan of the heavyweight division right. in the '90s and in the late '80s with Tyson and Buster Douglas, and you had your. Um, Evander Holyfield. Holyfield. I mean, those were the great days of boxing. Michael Moore from our hometown was was the heavyweight king for a... Well, not heavyweight. He was... uh... No, he was heavyweight. Oh, Michael Michael Moore. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I I was thinking... I thought you were talking about the Pittsburgh kid. Oh, no. You were talking about... Yeah, we don't want to talk about him. Yeah, he... Paul, Paul Spadafora. Spaddy... That yeah. that guy had a lot of uh, talent, uh, a tremendous amount of talent, and uh, didn't he just get in all kind of trouble? He got into a lot of legal trouble, lots. Yeah. So not a a, a great boxer, not a great guy, and uh, kind of I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe he went on to have a successful career. Boxing died, in my eyes. I know there's still people that um, maybe he did go on to do things. So, Mayweather is 49-0. and 0. He stands a whole lot more to lose than McGregor, no matter what, no matter what. So McGregor, nothing, it, 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 the only thing he has to lose is ego and bragging rights, like saying he's undefeated. That's the only, he has a lot of money to take away, and he has to build an excuse. He's, he's 40 years old, so obviously he... Is he's years past his prime, in my opinion. You know, the guy was at the top of his game when he was at his uh, late twenties, early thirties. He never really pursued that big fight until he felt like number one, the money was there because that was what the uh, the holdout was the whole time, trying to build up this um, big following and the media pushing for this and creating this stir. And then it doesn't happen, and then the buzz starts starts to get going again, and then it fizzles out. 
And it just kept becoming this wave that would get bigger and bigger and bigger until finally he got the big payday that he wanted and felt like he had Pacquiao at the right time in his career. And, you know, here we are now. He's 49-0 and 0 and still a boring fighter. Yeah. So we were talking about Spadafora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just interesting. He was... He was... 49 and 1. Mm-hmm. 49 1 and 1. And he he was in like charged with kill, uh, killing his girlfriend or something. Yeah, he It's crazy. It was at a gas station. Um and I remember when that happened because that gas station I used to live over in that that same town where Spadafor was from. And uh, I wasn't from there originally, but, you know, Je- uh, my wife and I, we moved there, um, lived there for about 10 years, and um, the gas station was just on the hill from our house, and something happened where they had an argument, and something with, uh, I think, a shotgun, and I don't know, but he, he ended up um, in a lot of trouble. Yeah, trouble, oh, yeah. trouble followed him for... Oh, so- no, it didn't he follow is. him. He caused it. <clears throat> right. O- October 2003, arrested for an accused for shooting. I was referring to officer trouble. Trouble. Oh. Yeah, he and, and the shooting of his pregnant girlfriend. Story was that Spadafora and sh- her were driving in a Hummer. The argument broke out over the paternity of the unborn child. It ended up at a local gas station where he shot her in the midsection. Nice guy. Like apparently didn't kill her. I don't... Uh, that's just crazy. September of the next year, so less than a year later, he was arrested again for running a car into a parked police cruiser uh, while driving under the influence. And then in February, he was sentenced to 21 to 60 months for attempted murder of his girlfriend. Then September of 2011... He was arrested once again on a DUI charge. He was processed and released for refusing to have a blood sample drawn. This is crazy. Yeah. So and just just recently this year, he was arrested for alleged, allegedly brandishing a knife, threatening a sheets employee, uh, dude, and I believe a, a restaurant employee as well. Crazy. So just in the few minutes that we've talked about boxing. We've talked about how it's boring, at least with the you know the the top name fighters. Um, trouble following them, and that's not to say that that's how you know the boxers are. I think it's less. I think it's more in boxing than it is in MMA. Yes, that's where I was going. You still have those issues in MMA. You have that in any walk of life. John Jones with his troubles. You know that's. He's been oh, John in the news Jones constantly. John Jones, after hearing what you said on Joe Rogan's podcast, did you hear this? He said, talking on Joe Rogan's podcast, this is something at this point you keep to yourself. But John Jones doesn't learn. He tells Rogan on his podcast, and Joe, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm spilling the story to our listeners that don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> He tells Joe Rogan that when he before a week before fights, all of his fights, he would get 
blackout drunk. I did hear that, yes. And that he would intentionally do it. And he would do it so that if he lost, he had a built-in excuse for why he lost. It wasn't. A, I don't know if this is an excuse he was going to tell people like publicly. I mean, he might tell tell his friends and family, but he would have a built-in excuse of why he lost. That's like this is a guy that can't get out of his own way trips over his own shadow and dana white has said publicly that he would have a hard time based on all the trouble that he's been been in in the past this is talking about uh, bones jones the past what two years or so yeah that he can't put him on a card as the main event and it makes total sense because you don't know what's going to happen now that you know, I you know we talk about this a week before that you know he's doing this stuff. It's not like he's doing that stuff a week before. He's that's his lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he has admitted that alcohol was a major problem with him, and and that him and alcohol never were good. Were good together. And see, what's what's ironic about this is the talent that he has is unreal and i think he is when he is focused and on his game there's nobody that can stand next to him as his equal he is he is literally heads and shoulders above his competition both in physicality and talent he really stands out in that division. He also stands out, not only in his division, but in pound for pound for the bone that's in his head. Because I think he might be the biggest bonehead in MMA. That is a true statement. I mean, the guy... Uh, uh, but see, he's got... I wanted got... to like him. I wanted to continue <clears throat> liking him. And he made it impossible. So... He goes full-fledged here. You know when the first signs of, like, who he really was started to show was when the Rashad Evans thing started? Mm -hmm. And, like, you had someone who was a teammate of his that wasn't just, that wasn't just like, oh, we have to fight or whatever it was, but was, like, questioning who he was and as Rashad's a human And Rashad's a good being. guy. Rashad is a good guy. I, I haven't, I, Rashad didn't, like attack any other guys that I remember, like who they are as a human being. But he didn't just question like, oh, like we, we have a beef or whatever. He went beyond that mm -hmm. and questioned who he was as a human being. And so for that, that was like the first sign. And at the time, I, I remember at first thinking, oh, this is just Rashad like having like, having a lot of animosity but he knew you know what i mean like he he he'd spent a lot of time with him he knew that who john jones was publicly was someone totally different than who it was privately all right and so yeah so uh bones was born in 87 that puts him at like 29 mm -hmm. 
This is a guy, in my opinion, that needs to just step away from the octagon for minimum a year, but probably two years at least to get his life together because he's got a lot of issues that he can't get away from. And, we, you know, I mentioned before about him standing out above everybody, all his, his competition with skill and size, and he lacks confidence. There's, there's no other reason why somebody would try to destroy their, their life, their personal life, with the alcohol abuse, with the drugs, um, problems with the law. He's got confidence issues, and his, his actions in the ring are kind of like um, masking or covering up for whatever it is he's going through in his personal life. And the only way that he's going to be better and ultimately the UFC is for him to step away for it's got to be at least a year. And I, I can't see it being any less than that. It's got to well, be suspended now, but I'm saying get away from it. Totally. Just get out of that lifestyle, you know, and you know, when he's 32, 31, 32, he comes back and he's still, he's, he's gone a couple of years without taking any damage. And he's still in the prime of his, what would be his, his fighting career. And he can still come in and be the same John Bones Jones that everybody wants him to be. Well, I mean, I think we've gotten past the point where we want to like him anymore. I mean, I, I wanted to like him for a long time. Listen, I'm a Christian. My, I've uh, given my life to Jesus Christ, and that's how I want to live my life. And... When I saw him coming up, and he has Philippians four nineteen mm-hmm. written on his body, and he, I was like, great, a great fighter who's a Christian, and you got, you know, it's a hometown guy for me, right. right? So I wanted to like the guy, and then he just made it impossible. He got to a point where it was impossible to like him. I'm beyond the point of wanting to like him. Now, if he turns his life around. I would love to see that, but I don't know that I could trust him. Just like Dana said, right? I don't know that I could trust him enough to like truly like him again. I, I see your side of it. And I'd rather him just be the heel. I'd rather him clean up his act and just go in and be a jerk. Cause let's be honest. That's who he is. Well, that's who he's showing us that he is. And that's why I said before, he's got all that stuff. He's got issues going on in his personal life that nobody knows anything about. But he's not doing these interviews and saying these things that make us not like him when he's intoxicated or on drugs. He's doing that sober. That's who he is. Um, You might be right about that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would rather just see him embrace that and be the heel and accept that and just as many people will pay to see to see him hoping he loses than would the other way around i think more people if he embraced a heel role john jones would be the biggest star of the ufc he'd be up there with connor if he just embraced it and was like the villain but i don't think his personality really fits that 
Connor, no, he the, ramps. Connor ramps it up. John Jones, that's him. You know what? What we see. I agree with you that the guy that we see is, a, to use your words, he's a jerk. What are your words, Mr. Um, I'm going to be politically correct in case I ever see John Jones. Listen, John, this is all for show, dude. I think you're the greatest. True. So I'm, I'm still pulling for the guy. For him to get his life cleaned up. I am too. You know? I, and then, I pull for that. So that's why I'm saying, you know, step away from it. And you come back two he's, years from now. He's not stepping away from it. He's I in agree. the prime of his he's, career. And he, I see this as a as snowball that's just going to keep going and well, going, getting bigger and bigger for him. He and doesn't eventually see he's, that. He's well, John Bones Jones. You're right. He doesn't see, And that's what he sees. You're exactly right with that, Ryan, that he doesn't see that. He sees... I'm John Bones Jones. I'm untouchable. No matter what I do outside of the ring, they're going to want me inside of the ring. Which, he's. you mentioned it before, he's under suspension. So now, he's doing a, um, a grappling match with Dan Henderson. Did you, yeah, did you hear that? that? Yeah, that's... So... And, and Misha Tate's doing it with um, Jessica I. Who we hung out with it? Yes, in, in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Was we're, we're very sad to see um, her take that that loss, but um, yeah, she'll get back on the horse. Yeah, she's and taking that, a break from that crowd. Went crazy for her and oh, for Steve. It did, it did. Let's uh, let's forty forty six minutes into this. Let's move on. Um, speaking of women's MMA. We have, uh, you know, Cyborg just won't quit saying Ronda Rousey's name, will she? She will not. She has um, continuously called out Rousey, publicly taunting Rousey, and now, uh, what's this about a drug test? Well, I guess it's the, the random drug test and... That the UFC puts out. That the UFC puts out. Through USADA. <clears throat> That is correct. And I think it, it was more like clickbait, but a taunt um, that Cyborg had put out there because Rousey is all for the drug, you know, drug testing. She has, you know, great disdain for those that are abusing in the sport, just like McGregor does. And she had said something in a positive light about her being drug tested. But Cyborg Borg put this Wait, story. Rousey out. said that. Rousey did. Yes. You know she's she's all for it. She's yeah. she's got no problems with it, and she wants the sport to be clean. We all did do. Someone say, Mister Rousey. Thank you, Terry. No, Terry, we weren't talking about Mister nope. Rousey. So he just interjects at the the most inopportune time. Did he that, throw you off? He, he did. Threw he you threw off, me off, didn't he? Let's get your bearings back. You'll okay. be all right. So I I liken this situation now, depending on the Rousey that we see. Okay, so were you saying liken, like L-I-K-E-N, or Correct. like in this situation? No, I, I don't use like, like. Like, I don't use like, like in this situation or that situation. 
liken. I liken that situation. L i k e n. Wow, this I know just you need went... you need to get hooked on phonics, Ryan. Wow. This 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 just went downhill. Anyways, um, this Rousey and Cyborg situation, I liken it to what you talked about often, and that was the main event at two o five, and who was doing, you know, the trash talk? It was Alvarez and McGregor, and Alvarez couldn't get away from that. He wanted to be a part of that so bad, and look what happened to him. It he, totally threw him off of his fight plan. He played McConnor's game all the way through, which is clear. Listen, if you just if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go back and download podcasts leading up to UFC 205. Download our special edition podcast prior to 205 and I want you to listen to exactly what I said what I predicted would happen not only did I predict a TKO in the second round or a KO in the second round one or the other it doesn't was... irrelevant I also predicted that McGregor or uh, Alvarez the way he was behaving was Playing into Connor's hands. And my fear was that he would continue letting McGregor take the lead and and fight his fight. Mm -hmm. And it would continue into the cage. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. I called that fight to a T. And what was his focus in the ring? His focus was letting McGregor lead. What McGregor wanted to do, he was there to comply with. Right. And that's so yeah. Sorry to go on that that's rant. Right. I no, was I'm, but, I'm but very proud of perfect. my analysis, my pre fight so, so analysis. So you set that up perfectly. If those two ever get in the ring, I see that as a huge advantage for Rousey. Really? Absolutely, because Cyborg is gonna come in and simply try to destroy her and punish her and just beat her. Knock her, you know, try and knock her face off. She talks about how the last opponent that she she fought, that she broke her nose in three places. So I see Cyborg as focusing, trying to get this trash talk going, and it's not working for her because Rousey just doesn't get involved in that. She might well, once. I mean, she has, but she's kind of put Cyborg away. Yeah. So I I see this as a big positive for Ronda because. Cyborg would come in and just want to bull rush her and try her, try and knock her into oblivion into next week. And then that sets up Ronda's game for the takedown and a submission. And she could get it like that. Well, let's be honest. Cyborg, <clears throat> in order for this fight, for that fight to happen, Rousey has to, has to win. I, it's going to be, be a, it's going to be a catch weight. Has well, I, I believe so. Things I've heard through sources is that Rousey won. Rousey has like a plan, and her first plan is to win the belt. If she does not, you can throw the rest out the window. Who knows? It may be retirement. I think it's very likely it's retirement for Rousey at that point, because where what, what is she, what is she going after after that? Um, especially knowing that she's short, she's 
looking at MMA as a short-term thing. So my sources tell me that her first her first goal is to win the win the belt and beat Nunez. Then she wants to. Uh, before Tate retired, it was trilogy fight with Tate, mm-hmm. and then which may still happen, and then Cyborg, wins. and then Cyborg. Makes sense. So with, I don't think Tate's Tate, coming back anytime soon. No, any anytime soon. Correct. I I believe that. But and I don't I'm, think there'll ever be a trilogy fight because I think by the time Tate's ready to come back, Rousey's gone. You, you might be onto something there. I, I think there is an outside chance. For a for a trilogy, um, and that may be the swan song for both of them. Rousey wins and goes out on top, and she retires as the champ. Tate gave it her all for you know one last shot at redemption, and and couldn't get it finished, so she finally goes into retirement. <clears throat> but that's that's all you know speculation and conjecture for you know what probably wouldn't happen for another. Year and a half, two years. But this, you know, Rousey and Cyborg and the Cyborg taunts that have gone on for quite a while, in my opinion, are, are going to be coming to a head pretty quick. Mm. And I think this is all playing into Ronda's favor. Well, you could very well be right. Um, but then again, Cyborg is a beast. Like... Like Rousey's never seen. Rousey cannot stand for a minute with her, uh, or she's gonna be in big trouble. Going toe to toe as far as uh, throwing blows, one hundred percent. I agree. Well, I'm saying if if Cyborg has a minute on the feet with Rousey, she's gonna catch her and put her in trouble. Because Rousey's good. She's a tough girl, but on the feet, she's got her holes and. I mean, Holm is n- not Cyborg. Cyborg's like a dude. Well, so if if we analyze that fight, and I don't mean that. I don't mean Cyborg's <clears throat> like a dude in a derogatory way. Right. I mean her aggression, her her, just the way, the way she fights. That's what I mean, like a dude. Well, she's one track mind in, in the octagon, and she she's gonna come at you full force, and that's why I think. That plays into Rousey's advantage just on that aspect alone. And then you throw Easy in... Easy for her to get the takedown, get the clinch, get the takedown? Is that why? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Because you know what's coming at you when she it's fought... It's not like she hasn't fought a bar, uh, a wrestler before. Right. You know, she, you know there no, was I'm the X-Factor. I'm talking about Cyborg. Right. But going back to, to Ronda, she, she fought somebody who was an X-Factor, the unknown, with Holly. You know, sure, she was... Um, a kickboxing champ, but what else could she could she really throw at uh, at Ronda? Yeah. And you know, Rousey thought, "I'll just you know, I got to do one throw, one judo throw, take her down, put her in a hold, snap her arm off, and I retain the belt." But there was a little more to Holly that she didn't expect. You know, whether it was her camp um, setting her up for that to be unprepared. You know, who knows? But here we are. We're talking about Rousey back in the middle of the action again, fighting for the title. And it's 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 good for the UFC that she's back. And and they actually just recently did a promotion with her for that fight at 207. 
and that was the uh, the headliner was she's back. Yeah. So what's this about Tim Elliott, who's fighting, um, who's fighting Demetrius? What what's this about him? And yeah, I- so he's. When when I uh, when I first started watching this specific season of Tough, um, I I only ended up watching the first two episodes, and it was only the first one that really caught my attention. Um, but Tim Elliott was he was the shy guy, not shy as in like he's standoffish and doesn't talk to people, but he didn't have a lot of charisma. There wasn't anything flashy about him. Yeah, he just was a guy that, you know, was trying to work on his craft. He was a champ for the um, the promotion that he fought in. UFC brought in all of these um, different promotions and their title holders for, uh, for Mighty Mouse and his weight class and said, the winner gets a title shot. Trying to find somebody that can match up with him. I've seen Tim Elliott fight. I've seen various fights of his. Throughout this uh, tough, um, this particular season, I don't see him going very far. Number one in the fight alone, but he's trying to talk smack talk on Connor, saying that Connor has no heart. We all know what happens when somebody tries to talk smack on Connor, and they end up stepping in the ring with him. Well, that's the, exactly the thing. Everyone's <clears throat> talking about him. He's looking for the green. Correct, but. That's not even. I mean, you have to be somewhat a realist to know that you're not on the radar of Conor McGregor. You, you mean in terms of who he's literally thinking of, or no fight well, skill? Yes, and like who he has a chance of stepping into into the octagon against. Conor McGregor is not getting into octagon with Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott is ten six and one. Tim Elliott is a Ultimate fighter winner who's going to get right, dominated. You, you could have stopped at 10, 6, and 1. Now, that's not to say that you know his 10, 10 fights to his 10 wins were against of uh, stuffed pillowcases and his 6 wins were against actual fighters. He's got some talent. And he's he's got knockout power. But it's not an impressive stat. Well... You're not 10, 6, and 1 an elite fighter. There you go. So everyone who's 10, 6, and 1 is a very good MMA fighter. If you make it to the UFC, you're a good MMA fighter. And if you're 10, 6, and 1 you got in the some UFC, skills. Sure. If you're Conor McGregor, you're elite. You're only... You're, the people on your radar aren't guys that we haven't heard of before. Well, we've heard of in, all the guys in different weight classes, and one of the guys that that he fought is fighting at two hundred six for the uh, for the interim championship at featherweight. That's that's correct. Who's that? That is Max Holloway. So Max Holloway and Showtime Pettis are going to headline that two hundred six card, and the winner will then face. The paper champ, Josie Aldo. <laughs> Josie. Jose. Jose. Yeah, there's some fighters that we just butcher their names. Well, I think, I thought you were purposely calling them Josie. Josie, yeah. I mean, so 
just to cl- clarify things, before Tim Elliott was released by the UFC, he lost three straight fights. Then he's gone on a three-fight win streak outside of the UFC at Titan FC and won the flyweight championship or def- won the flyweight championship in his first fight and defended it twice. Um, won two decisions of those three. The other one was a guillotine. I don't know where his knockout power is. I don't see him with a single. He had a KO, a knee KO against G- a washed up Jen's pulver in 2011. So okay, he fought a girl, Jen. Yeah. You know Jen's pulver? I don't. You don't know yeah. him. You do? Jen's. He, um, that's a story we'll talk about off the air. It's a, it's a joke that I have with my son and Minecraft. And so I don't want to get into it on the air um, because Jakey, my son, will listen to this podcast. Are and, we doing and kids not... shout outs? Jakey, thank you for listening. Daddy loves you. Austin, Logan, Caden. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, your your father is is tremendous lo- loves, being. Loves your mother. Anyway, just kidding. I love you guys dearly. Um we're about wrapped up here, brother. Got anything else you want to say? No. Um no. Can you let's revisit this. Will you do an intro? I did an intro, and you shot it down. No, no, no. I thought you were just joking. That was for real? What was not to like about it? That was... No, you were kidding. You're kidding, right? I was kidding. Good. <laughs> you scared me there. I thought... Well, come on. It, when we were in front of uh, Madison Square Garden, and we were doing our uh, our takes with all those people around, and we had our camera shots... Oh, that was for... You were serious there, too? You were joking, right? That's why I didn't put it on on YouTube. You didn't think that was good? <laughs> you did? Okay, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Everybody that's listening, go to our YouTube channel. Do we have those public? You did not put that one on there. It is still not even on as a private video. You still haven't uploaded that one. Well, and that's I, because I was kind of embarrassed of it, dog. Put it on there. Put it on there, and then we'll have... Have you know some listeners go to our Why YouTube don't you channel? Just ha- have them listen to you now. Play it. No, do Can an you... intro. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the MMA Fancast. It's not the. Uh, you got to get it right. It's MMA Fancast. Dog. 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 Okay, so by time you hear this podcast. That video will be on our YouTube channel. Ryan will put it up there. You can go ahead and take a look at it. You can either comment on YouTube or continue to to send us the emails. Um, We like your feedback, but tell us who's better with the mic in their hand. Granted, that was just, uh, if you want to call it an outtake, it was a practice shot, but it was to start doing some interviews up at MSG. We did a lot of stuff up there that we didn't put out publicly, a lot of private videos, but Ryan's got a couple out there that show him talking to some fans. Um, and then his 
um, scene shot in front of MSG. We also have the one from Cage Madness. Right. With me and da- me and Terry Dactyl. That is correct. That I can't get the So you can now. put Terry's on there. Yours can be on there. And mine. And they can rate them. Rate them? We, we need to put something like where they can do a poll. Okay. On the website. We'll do it on the website. We will do that. All right. So we, we're glad to, to do this extra podcast. Like we said earlier, we're going to attempt to do more podcasts. And at some point, we'd love to have a regular podcast schedule, um, maybe three days a week. We, we have our one we do. We record one on Sunday night. It, it becomes available for you sometime overnight on on Sunday, but we want to um, on on Monday morning or, or Sunday night rather. Um, but we want to be able to have a regular schedule for you. We're gonna we're gonna work to make that happen, and we thank you all so much for your support. Please subscribe on whatever uh, venue you're you're listening to, um, and we we enjoy each and every podcast with you. And keep sending us your feedback. Keep 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 those emails coming. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. God bless.